the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. Hey folks, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. Thanks for being with me this morning. My name is Eric Hallaby. For those of you just joining us, we're here every week at this time talking about your family's finances, hopefully helping you get out of debt, manage money, plan for retirement, stay retired. A lot of you start retirement, you think things are going to go well, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Often, look, as we're planning for things like this, you know, listen, part of you know my story. I'll tell you briefly, but I was 18 years old. I started saving uh, for retirement and investing. I wanted to buy a house, right? Everybody wanted to be wealthy. 23, I was married, bought my first house. 25, I had about $150,000 saved. And I was taken in not one scam, but three by the time I was 26. And they took most of my money and I had to start all over again. So when I tell you about uh, scams and frauds and watching out for things, you know, I'm not an expert in it. That's not my job. I'm going to bring an expert on in just a second. So grab your pen and paper. Brandon Reef from the Reef Law Group is going to be joining us. But when I got taken, I had to figure out why did this happen to me? Why I, I thought I was, quote, the smart guy, right? Uh, a lot of you men, you're the smart guy, right? Your spouse, your wife looks at you. She says, oh, I trust you. And sometimes your pride gets in the way of making uh, an admission or changing direction because you think, oh, I made a mistake. It must be about me. Look, I had to go through a, a couple of years of that. It's why I went back to school. It's why I'm sitting here today. Because for me, it's a very personal thing. You see, I wasn't supposed to just take care of myself. It wasn't just about being wealthy. That's not, for me, it was about not wanting to be broke, right? I grew up where I saw my parents struggle, not because they, were, uh, they weren't working hard, but because they chose to take on 43 members of their family escaping the Civil War in Lebanon, right? So not wanting to be broke is a, was an admirable goal, and when some people come along, three different folks and various scams, actually, it wasn't just one, came along and they took the future that I had set aside to take care of my family, my parents, my sisters, whoever it is that, that would have needed anything. Uh, it's a very personal thing, right? First, you feel anger and guilt and shame, and then you want to fight again, right? So, so I said, I'm going to start this financial thing as a profession. I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen to somebody else. Now, that's 22 years ago, 23 years ago, coming up, I guess. But what's great is along that journey, you find others that are committed to protecting and keeping you strong and safe. And uh, folks, I'm going to introduce to you today, Brandon Reef. Brandon is from the Reef Law Group. Brandon, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Arif. It's good to be here. Well, uh, look, this is pretty cool because uh, I've known you for, I don't know, five or six years now, maybe something like that. Uh, actually, probably more than that, almost, almost eight or nine years. And what I've seen is your commitment to going after the bad guy, your commitment to protecting the good guy. Sometimes the good guys are brokers who are, who are being uh, charged uh, you know, falsely by a, a client. But sometimes it's the clients that are being taken by some interesting scams and frauds that are out there. And we're going to talk about one specifically, but tell me a little bit about you. Why did you get started in, in the securities law firm? You could have been a divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for me. I like dealing with... Um the emotions have to deal with people either getting separated from their assets or representing the financial service industry that's being accused of uh, you know, committing professional wrongdoing, which impairs their reputation. So I sit in a very unique position because I sat at both sides of the table. I sat at the side of the table with the person accused of wrongdoing. Sometimes they are fraudsters and scamsters that hurt people, either intentionally or, or uh, recklessly or negligently. And then I've sat ac across the table from those people representing the investors. I think historically, probably, I've represented some of the financial services industry persons more. What I like about that position is when they do, you know, 
within the confines of attorney-client privilege acknowledged to me that they've done things wrong, it's interesting and rewarding to be on the side of the table where we could help give some money back to them, either their own money or the, the company that they worked for or sometimes insurance carriers' money. It's hardly the case where we make them whole, but I do firmly believe that not every uh, person who's scammed or victimized does share some culpability, either for not doing any independent due diligence or for not you know, investigating who they're doing business with and giving money to in advance. Yeah, there's always a little bit of that, right, guys? Uh, listen, greed and fear. If you invested in a Ponzi scheme where you were told you were going to get 10% a month, uh, you're doing so because of greed, right? If you made 200% on your money, you're not going to give some back to the broker. So, folks, let's let's talk about this from a maturity level. But if you lose, you want money from the broker. So, uh, you know, kind of keep in, in perspective here. You're, it's not a one-way street. Where, where I'm pretty excited about having Brandon as a part of uh, the show today is because I think you guys need to know a couple of things. You need to know some of the signs and symptoms of some of the guys that are just doing things not so not so right. Sometimes we know, look, you've heard me talk about Woodbridge. Uh, Brandon and I have spoken about it quite some time. There are some of you that invested with some folks that are out there who, who should have known better. Really, it's just a math problem. All you have to do is grab a calculator, right? If a financial professional has any kind of background, uh, not all of them, right? I know some of the guys involved. I know their hearts. But some of them I know were as lazy as, uh, as anything and just wanted the, the commission or the fees, all you have to do is do the math. Does it look like this is a, this is a scam that's going to make sense? Now, you're, you're something, this investment uh, thing that we're talking about here today. Folks, I want you to be able to call in if you have a question. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. That'll get you right here to the studio. Also, it's available all week long. And in case you forget Brandon's number, I'm going to give that out in a little bit as well. You can always call us and we'll refer you to him. Uh, Brandon, you're working on something that's pretty interesting right now. Uh, we're seeing it more and more. Explain to me what an F, what FIP is. Okay, thanks, Arif. <clears throat> so FIP is a Future Income Payments LLC. It's a company that was started by a gentleman named Scott Cohn, K-O-H-N, and it originally started as a, a different business having uh, the name annuities in it. And what uh, this company did, Future Income Payments LLC, it goes by the acronym FIP. And there's some other company names that may trigger, uh, you know, your interest. Yeah. They go by the name Buy Sell Annuity Incorporated. They also go by the name Cash Flow Investment Partners LLC. Now, this guy, the reason he kept changing his name is because different regulators, different states were kicking him out. He was getting bad press. He kept going along and changing his name in different states. But their advertising didn't seem to slow down. I mean, I, I saw them in various media advertisements. And, of course, folks, when I see something like this, like any good person who cares about you, we do a little bit of research. I'm like, huh, let's see how that works. Let's, let's carry the one. Let's divide by. Let's see what the square root is. I mean, it's just college algebra, really. Oh, yeah. Due diligence is key. I don't think due diligence or an investigation falls just on your financial professional. I think it falls on the investing public, too. Yes, yes. So this guy in particular, Scott Cohn, his business started as pension, annuities, and settlements. And just like you mentioned, once uh, one of the states uh, began an investigation into him, I think it was the state of Washington in the Northwest, he then changed the company to future income payments. And I believe, based on my research, that he changed the name because he tried to create a new company that was separate from the pensions company yeah. so he could hide the ongoing misconduct. And what you'll find interesting is if you conducted any due diligence at the time, this pension company, pension annuities and settlements, had the same address as future income payments, which to me is the first red flag. Yeah, that's something, folks, that you can do with a, with a five-minute uh, search engine uh, review. Here's what future income payments. It's a pension cash flow originator. So the company claims to be an industry leader and an innovator in buying and selling secondary market pension cash flows, often referred to folks as structured cash flows. So explain to me what a structured cash flow. Why would any consumer say, oh, I think I'm going to call this company? What are they trying to get out of this? Okay. 
Thanks, Eric. So there's two parts of it. Let's focus on the structured finance first. This is the invest. This is the uh, investment issue where FIP and their marketing affiliates would try to canvas uh, the marketplace for veterans, senior citizens that were getting government pensions. You know, safe, reliable, predictable government pensions set for their life. Military pensions, uh, disability pensions. Oh yeah, that's what it was. And vulnerable people that work for their careers, working for the government, that had their future set, you know, with a set income, sometimes conservative, sometimes they had some extra funding. And what FIP would do was they would offer them loans against these pensions. And what's turned out is that these pensioners, the people with the pensions, would receive a lump sum loan, call it $5,000, but in the agreements they'd be paying back what's known as usurious uh, loans. 10% uh, per month in some cases, 40 50% per year or greater. Well, 10% is the California cap. Per unless year. You're, unless you're a financial institution. Yes. yes. And they would be paying interest that exceeded 100% sometimes. Amazing. So $5,000 they would borrow, and over the course of the next six years, they'd sometimes have to pay back up to a uh, $34,000. It was incredibly unfortunate. So borrowing 5000 over the next uh, decade or less, you're paying back $34,000. Oh, yeah. 100% per year. Per so year, you guys. Not not you borrow five and over time you got to pay back 10. We're talking 100% per year. Let me make something clear, guys, because this is pretty important, folks. As you think about this, numerous lawsuits in state and federal courts since 2015 but the company continued to accept money from investors throughout 2017 and 2018. Look, uh, I don't know what the end result is going to be, but there have been numerous calls to numerous attorney groups, yours included, where people have lost, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars over time. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And, and that's just the first part of it. That's the first part of the scam where they were targeting the pension owners to, uh, to, loan, to loan or borrow money. And those people were hurt. The problem, cases weren't brought right away for those victims because the amounts of money that they were uh, loaning and borrowing were, were on the smaller side. So you saw state regulators get involved because if the amount of money is not large enough, it's very difficult for private attorneys to get involved because ultimately my goal as an attorney is to get the clients back their money but also make sure you know the office received its compensation. And these became very tough cases to bring. The reason why it's now got involved in a lot of civil litigation by private investors is because then after FIP raised all this money by soliciting veterans and people with disability uh, to borrow money or loan money for their pensions, then the second part of the scam took effect, which is to develop investment funds to solicit and market uh, to the California and all across the country people to invest in FIP. So in other words, they would go to the consumer, say, consumer, uh, lend us money so we can in turn go out, basically like a, a quasi-mutual fund is the, the concept, except they're going to take money from the investor, give it to the, the veteran, the pensioner, and that would be their source of capital to continue to fund this. Correct. And because uh, the company was raising uh, so much money from the people with the pensions, by the time they got to the investors, they already had a pool of hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, and they were offering these investments, these unlicensed, unregistered investments to the investing public. Senior citizens were targeted again. Veterans were targeted. People that were considered vulnerable by various state regulators. And so they would take people's money, 100000 a million dollars or more in some cases, and they would offer them a set income stream in return. They'd use words like guarantee. They use words like it's secured. They would use words disguising its safety by saying these are pensions and these are retirement assets. And in turn, they would uh, take those funds. Of course, they would make a fee in the middle of it. They're paying the investor who's, who's putting money into this pool to go out and, and if you would, uh, prey on the disability and the veteran uh, population. And what are they paying the investor? Well, 
it really depends. Every case is different, but they promised to pay investors between 7 and 10% per year. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. So it would make it very appealing to them sure. to make an investment with something like FIP rather than doing a safe and conservative bond or mutual fund because the upside looks so great. And they made it seem incredibly safe by using the word government pensions and veterans to try to show safety when it really wasn't the case at all. Look, you've heard me talk about some of the top 10 senior scams out there from uh, the, the telemarketing fraud scams where the IRS calls you, they try to scare you. Uh, we've talked about senior scams before, folks, where you get a phone call and they say, hi, Grandma, this is your son, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, I don't have a son named Jimmy Click. They might call back sometime later. Hi, Grandma, this is your grandson. You mean Timmy? Yes, Timmy. That's it. You just gave him the name. I'm in a jail in Mexico. I've heard uh, I'm in traveling Europe. I need funds. Right. Those guys are down and dirty. They're, they're sneaky. You've seen it, right? I can't imagine these people were ever uh, raised by a mother or grandmother that once loved them because uh, these folks are crooked and they know they are. But when you come to a financial scam like this, often the person soliciting is in a nice office. They have a television commercial. They have to be legitimate. They, they, they have to look at the brochure. It's glossy, right? There are some of these folks that are praying. They make it very difficult for honest financial people to, to have a legitimate product because it's so difficult to tell, to tell them apart. Yeah, I have a, a case right now that we just filed about 20 days ago in uh, Santa Cruz, California. A very nice woman. She's bordering on, you know, senior status. She's in her late 60s. Well, she's in her early 60s. And she is uh, lonely, divorced. She met a, a man online. And uh, this man uh, first developed a relationship with her, personal relationship, building on a foundation. Several months later, as they got close online, talking, communicating on an app called WhatsApp, uh, she began to fall in love with him. Of course. And so what happened was, is once the scammer knew she was in, you know, both feet in and trusted him yep. and relied on him in a very short period of time through constant contact, he convinced her to liquidate her entire life savings with a brokerage firm, all retirement assets, $1.2 million. Wow. And she calls her broker, <clears throat> who she's known for over 10 years. This broker is a CFP, a certified financial planner, one of the highest designations you can get for professionalism in the securities industry. She tells a stockbroker what happened, that this gentleman who she met online wants to borrow money from her to invest. It's safe and secure. He's going to pay it back promptly with interest. The broker really did not do the customer a, a service, did not warn her, even though financial professionals are trained and supposed to be uh, trained in vigilance. To spot this, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to spot this stuff. Long story short, the stockbroker uh, sold out the portfolio on solicited trades, which for those of you who don't know, solicited means that the broker is actually recommending the sales of conservative mutual funds and tried to wire the money to the fraudster's account at one of the banks in Florida, legitimate bank. The brokerage firm couldn't oh. have it pass muster under anti-money laundering rules. They had some suspicions. They couldn't get an invoice. They couldn't verify that the account holder was the same as the company. These are things that the financial institution should be doing. But instead of letting the client know that they feared that this was fraud or they feared that this is money laundering or very suspicious activity, Instead, they negligently told the customer, we can't do the wire to this bank. And then the broker, stockbroker and the customer agreed that they'll wire the money to the victim's account, of her course. own bank account, and then she wired it to the fraudster. And now she's out $1.2 million. Her life savings. Everything. And on top of that, she just got her tax bill. Of course. Because uh, she didn't pay taxes on the distributions, which, of course, the brokerage firm should have discussed with her since it was all of her assets, and now on top of losing $1.2 million, her entire nest egg, she owes taxes of nearly $400,000. Folks, we're talking to Brandon Reef from the Reef Law Group. Uh, I told you to grab a pencil or a pen here. Ready? 310-494-6500. That's 310-494-6500. The Reef, R-E-I-F, lawgroup.com. 
Uh, Brandon is an attorney representing uh, victims, folks that are, are specifically being scammed. Uh, I asked him to come on because, folks, over time, it doesn't matter who you are. If, you, if you've walked this earth for, for 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to come across some sort of scam and fraud. It used to be the snake oil salesman, right? It would be on the back of a wagon as it would come through town. Folks would get out and they tried to sell you something that would be an elixir. It would take care of everything. Rub it on your joints, drink it, you're cured. Today, a lot of these scams and frauds are using big, uh, fancy words. In fact, they know it. They know that they're using words and terminology specifically to mirror, to seem like they must be part of, to act like they are uh, very similar to legitimate investors. So there are investor alerts out there, folks, uh, for the FIP, FIP law, uh, uh, scam and fraud. Tell us a little bit about it, uh, Brandon. You, you touched on the the FIP group, but here's one of the things that matters to me. FIP LLC stands for Future Income Payments LLC. Now, it is specifically designed to give you, we're going to give you payments, we're going to give you monies. But what happens in, in this process is they take your money. Now, what, we just got a question here, uh, Brandon, when you were talking about the, um, it's not not from a caller, but sometimes I get texts here and, and uh, messages, but what happens in that case to the IRS? Does the IRS make allotments and say, hey, listen, the scam came. We know that you were scammed, so we're going we're gonna to forgive that 400000 That's a great question. There are tax rules that sometimes permit you to, uh, for lack of a better word, write off some losses. This doesn't count. Wow. So we had the customer speak with his new CPA about uh, those types of write-offs, and unfortunately, the conclusion the CPA reached was that she owes the $400,000 in taxes. I'm trying to get a second opinion for her from someone I know that's a former IRS attorney. Yeah. But I suspect that she's going to have to uh, owe these taxes, and ultimately she may have to file bankruptcy uh, unless we could recover the money. Right now, we're pursuing the case in California Superior Court because the fraudsters are not in the securities industry. Uh, we sued the broker-dealer, too, and the stockbroker. They have pre-dispute arbitration agreements. Of course. Like everybody, like everybody does. does, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody does with financial institutions. It's a very common uh, theme right now. So we may agree to go to arbitration with the brokerage firm and the stockbroker, and we'll remain in court. But my suspicion is is that the, the fraudsters, the individual and the company, are ghosts, meaning we'll never find them. We serve some address in Florida, you know, apartment living with several people. But the brokerage firm is going to have to step up, and if we could find evidence that the bank engaged in some misconduct or shenanigans, I will add the bank because my drive is to get her her money back and get our legal fees paid by the defendants in the case. What a shame, folks, uh, your life savings. You've heard me talk about uh, Woodbridge uh, Financial. You know, We brought that up a year ago when I started doing radio here on AM870, The Answer. Uh, most of you know I've done radio for about 15 years, 14, 15 years now. So in 3,000-plus shows, we've always had a concept of going after bad guys, at least kind of making you aware, right, making sure you aware, you're aware of what to do, how to double-check things, the places you can go to research, uh, questions to ask. Uh, and never be afraid. If it, there, there's never a time when if you don't buy today, uh, you know, tough luck. Sometimes there are programs, right? There are programs right now that, that certain financial companies run based on interest rates. But it's not the end of the world. If, if it doesn't work for you, it, it doesn't work for you. You can come back and find another uh, product or, or service. Do your due diligence. Double check everything, right? You've heard me talk about that before. Okay, uh, Brandon, a couple of other things. The Woodbridge Group, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about it. Give us a little bit of an idea of what that is as a, as a precursor. All right. Woodbridge Group of Companies is a California and Florida-based company that was doing real estate investments. They were never licensed as securities, so they were sold by insurance professionals, real estate professionals, some financial advisors that did not perform due diligence, and ultimately it turned out to be a $2 billion scam. The SEC prosecuted, litigants prosecuted uh, against uh, Woodbridge and the founder, Robert Shapiro, and now the companies are in bankruptcy. 
Yeah, this uh, this started about uh, October, November of last year as the, the chips started falling apart. Folks, we're going to get into that here in just a couple minutes, but I want to touch on a last part here. Uh, this is important. If you think you've been a victim of a scam, if you think there's an opportunity for you to recover, if you think you just want a second opinion on something, I'd like you to go out and give Brandon Reef a call. Brandon Reef, the Reef Law Group, uh, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for, gosh, probably coming up on a decade. I haven't even done the math yet. 310-494-6500. 310-494-6500. That's Brandon at the Reef Law Group. Folks, you got a question for him right now on the air? You can give me a call at uh, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. We're the total financial hour on your place for news talk information. Uh, we're going to f- uh, continue with the... the um, Special guest, Brandon Reef, as we get into some of the things I want you to watch out for, some of the uh, tips and tricks. Is this a little tricky? Does this scam, uh, does this investment seem like a scam? Is there a way to watch out for it? Uh, I want you to be careful because every time you turn around, these guys are changing. It got, it's gone from the Nigerian letter where people would say, who would ever answer a, an email from a prince of a, of a Nigerian, uh, right? It's incredible that an entire country is now branded by one of the uh, more prolific scams that are out there. Uh, sometimes you'll see people that'll actually, intelligent people that will actually invest in stuff like this. Uh, and we don't, we don't know why. So I want you to protect yourself. We're going to be back in just a minute. You're listening to me, Arif Halaby. This is the Total Financial Hour. You're on AM870, The Answer. Give us a call at 888 retire 888-997-3847. Stay with us after the no higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power. The total financial Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. I like listening to Jimmy Carnelli. He's probably one of the best Frank Sinatra impersonators, folks. I think you might have heard me say I think he sounds more like Frank Sinatra than Frank Sinatra. Amazing smooth voice. Thanks for doing that, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Okay, folks, as we talk about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for your future, you have to be informed because sometimes, I don't care how smart you are, you can get taken. Uh, let me share something with you. We had a client that... Uh, was a manager of a car lot. And I said, oh boy, I bet uh, you hate it when these guys come on these, uh, the lots with calculators, you know, and they seem to know it all and they have printouts and they research stuff. He says, we make the most money on those guys. I said, what? He said, we make the most money because when you think you're smarter than you really are, you make mistakes. He said, if you come in asking questions and not saying things, right? Listening instead of talking you'll have a chance to find out if the deal is right for you. He said, it's amazing to me. Now, now I was pretty surprised by that because, look, today with information being everywhere, right? You, you can find out anything about anything about anywhere within seconds. It used to take me when I was in college cause, or even in high school, right? I'd have my AP classes in high school. I have to go do a research paper. Well, my, my local LA Unified Library uh, in the Valley was uh, less than stellar, if you might say. So my mom would drive me over to the Oviatt Library. Some of you know where that is. That's in Cal State Northridge. She would drop me off on a Saturday, and I'd spend all day with books piled up to my ears to do an 18-page research paper. Today, my kids, within seconds, can get the same information that I had to go upstairs, go downstairs, wrong card, go back to the little Dewey Decimal System card and start all over again, right? You guys remember that? It used to be that you had to go and get information, right? And if you couldn't afford to send somebody, if you were a farmer or factory worker and you could only afford maybe one child, <laughs> you're your oldest boy, right, usually, you would take all of your life savings, you'd send them, you'd say, go get information and bring it back. And all of you would t- uh, we'd sit around, the, the kids would still work picking up uh, vegetables or corn, whatever they were doing. You'd check your watch and you say, Jimmy will be back. And when he comes back in three, four, five years, he's going to have information. And he's going to tell you, Jimmy, tell us. Tell us what you found out. You see, it used to be that you had to go get information and bring it back. Today, 
wherever you are, virtually any place in the globe. I have been to some pretty desolate parts of the world. And everybody has a cell phone. These people might live in a four by you know ten room shared with six other people, and they're they're migrants from some far far away uh, country, and they have a cell phone, which means they have access to information. So these scammers know this. They know that you have access to information. They know you can double check things. So how are they still getting away with things? How did Woodbridge still become one of the $1.5 to $2 billion Ponzi schemes located in Woodland Hills, California, our back, our back door here? How did that happen? Joining us is Brandon Reef from the Reef, R-E-I-F, Reef Law Group, 310-494-6500. Known Brandon for a decade. He's been an attorney for 18 years. His job is to take care of you. It's to protect you. It's to tell you the truth. Yes, you have a claim. No, you don't. It's to have you sit down and say, you know what? We need more information. Hey, you know what? I need this. So you have a problem. You have a question. You reach out to Brandon. All right, Brandon, uh, we were talking about the FIP system. Uh, I want to get to that, finish that before we go on to Woodbridge, because I know you had a few other things to say. Tell me about this, uh, the FIP and what it stands for. Let's refresh a bit. It's Future Income Payments, FIP Future Income Payments. And what happened was on the the investing side of it, because we already talked about the the veterans and the military personnel that were victimized by the loans. So now you have this other side of it where you have uh, the company, FIP, and several marketing organizations marketing to the investing public. Now, now that investing public, they have to have a conduit. And they'll often use brokers. They'll use licensed insurance brokers. They'll use licensed real estate brokers. In some cases, they used uh, securities uh, licensed personnel like investment advisors or stockbrokers. And how did they uh, interpret that? How, How did that group of people who should have known better in some form or fashion, should have known better, how did they still, they were paid a commission, I'm sure, paid a fee of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I think you explained it when you started talking about, uh, you know, going into the auto dealership with the calculator. When you were talking about that, what came to my mind is show your work. You know, we're talking about homework, how people do it now versus how people do it back then. And I think no matter what uh, decade you were born in, there's always been this term show your work. And what any professional, whether they're real estate, insurance, or securities licensed, they need to show their work. And the first fundamental aspect or crutch before you could recommend anything to a client or prospective as client is do your investigation and show your work. And I think that's the biggest fundamental flaw when scams go down with the help of financial or real estate or insurance professionals. Most of the time, those folks are good people. Most of the time, they're not out to hurt the public. They may have a bit of a greedy streak. They might be a little lazy. They might not be as focused as we would like them to be. But even if you've been taken by somebody that's, that's a scam a victim, maybe themselves, right? In some cases, that, that professional can be a victim. But it doesn't matter. You've lost your money. I mean, we could feel bad for everybody. We can clap for people. We can give them a hug. We can cry. And you still have to pay me. Because I've been scammed, right? I mean, there's there's still that component of that, that's nice. I feel bad for everybody, but this is my retirement. Oh, yeah. One of the first things I do when I'm defending a financial or real estate professional is I ask them, did you invest in this yourself? Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many times the financial, real estate, or insurance professional has invested themselves. So they are victims. Yeah. And I do think a lot of professionals that sell products that wind up being scams are not going into it thinking that they're selling people scams. And I think that's the the one thing to always remember is the financial real estate or insurance professional isn't knowingly selling a scam, I'd like to believe. But it matters not. Right. Because at the end of the day, as a professional, they're receiving some compensation for performing some level of service. And I would hate to think that the level of service is helping you fill out paperwork only. Future Income Payments, folks, FIP, also known as a few different uh, other names. 
Uh, give me a couple other of the other names because we have uh, FIP. Uh, we're also known as, uh, gosh, folks, settlement annuity pension settlement companies. Brandon, you got a couple others? I do. It's uh, gone by Buy Sell Annuity Incorporated, Cash Flow Investment Partners, Cash Flow Investment Partners LLC, and Pension Advance LLC. Pension Advances are very complex products. They do exist. It's a it's a legitimate product on some level, especially for folks that have been uh, that have gotten themselves into trouble. It's a lump sum of cash in exchange for some or all or part of your future pension payments. We had a client do this with a lotto years ago. In fact, she was uh, her and her uh, coworkers were some of the very first lotto winners, I think within the first six months. Uh, and they had won a, a substantial amount of money. They quit their jobs, moved out of state, got into debt over their ears, and sold seven years worth of their payments for a lump sum. The problem is they didn't change their habits. So they had a 20-year payout, they were collecting for a couple of years. They sold seven. Uh, they came to me after they had filed bankruptcy the second time in that period of time. And then we had about four years left of pension payments. And I said, you guys, you're still young. You're in your 60s. This is not going to go well if we don't start making some changes. So we have seen this type of a sellout uh, of future payments. But this company did something a little, little ugly. Tell me what they did that was different. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, first... This company, future income payments, weren't directly necessarily interfacing with the, co- with the consuming public. They were using legions of insurance, real estate, and financial professionals. And I do firmly believe that when you're making financial decisions, it's good to have a licensed financial professional, whatever category you're in. The problem is, is that it also comes with a certain degree of trust and confidence with these professionals. So what was happening here is that the licensed professionals were recommending that clients liquidate safe conservative investments with big financial institutions, you know, stable AAA rated financial institutions, and rolling those investments over, which is basically sending them from the safe financial institution to a new financial institution, maybe with less protocols and safety measures, and then investing it differently. So the second side of this scam, if you will, the victim side of it, are, are folks that invested their money. You took part of your retirement account or all of it, thinking you were going to get 7 8 10% per year, guaranteed. They told you it was supposed to be safe. And so that investing public, how many dollars were lost on that side of, of the equation? It has to be millions. Oh, hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions of dollars were taken out of uh, safe uh, investing assets and put into another custodian. In the one big client case I have, they were at a company called Gold Trust Bank, which is Happy Bank out of Texas, which incidentally doesn't even have a license to conduct business in the state of California. Oh. That's a red flag. Yep. And then after all their assets were moved over, in this particular a customer case that I'm referring to, $1.3 million, then that asset, which was now in a cash position, all the retirement nest egg, was then dispersed to two places. About $1. million went to FIP. And then in order to create some type of guarantee and safety, they were recommended to purchase Universal Life through an insurance company called Minnesota Life. And the problem is, is that all these investments where they took $1.2 million of their all their assets, about a million dollars was put into FIP and then they were recommended to purchase this universal life with, get this, $3.8 million in death benefits. Who's the beneficiary? Well, it's the investors, but it's also FIP as a guarantee to make sure that they pay out on the loan. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. So, they're, so if you put it in perspective, they had $1.2 million or $1.3 million in retirement assets, which isn't going to generate even $100,000 if it's invested safely. And with the FIP investment, they're supposed to get back between 7 and 10%, right? So still less than $100,000 in income. And the premiums on these $3.8 million in life insurance benefits, can you guess how much these premiums were? Uh, 10000 20000 Almost $300,000 a year. Holy moly. Designed for failure. Absolutely. It's going to collapse. 
yeah, three hundred thousand dollars a year in premiums off of investments they were getting less than a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that absolutely collapses. Oh yeah. So, so they take legitimate products, things that have a purpose that have been out there that are that are decent products, and they kind of mix them, match them, and then they throw in a scam company like an FIP or a Woodbridge, and then behind the scenes there, people think well. You know, you dabble in a little bit of this. It's almost like that movie that you watched. Uh, was it uh, Wall Street or, or something where they, they take different names and they, a, a boiler room and, and what I was thinking, Ben Affleck. And they take it and they, they call uh, the name of the company something very similar to what exists out there in the market. So you think, oh, I think I've kind of heard that company before. Future income payments, folks, if you've been a victim of FIP or any of its uh, subsidiaries, They've been in trouble since 2015. I want you to be careful because you have to do your due diligence. These payouts are typically less than what you would expect to receive if you were going to get a lump sum payment. So so you have to ask yourself, look, I, I need the lump sum, but is this what I'm going to do? Am I willing to mortgage and end up paying, in some cases, you guys, over 100% per year? Look, some of the, the red flags that we're talking about here is, I, for me, at least what I've seen, is whenever I see a broker or financial guy talk really fast, <clears throat> they will turn and go from percentage to dollar figure back to percent. The fees are only 2.5% a, a, uh, a year, and then they forget to tell you all the other little costs that are built in. And before you know it, you're paying, well, here's a good example. A client had a $400,000 account this last week. 400000 a lot of money. $1,458 a month in fees. Variable annuity. $1,458 a month. Now, that's fine. If you're if you're making 5000 a month, I don't know, whatever the number is. You make me $10,000, i will give you two. Right? I don't know what the deal is. But, but most of us would do that. You give me ten, I'll give two. And so sometimes they use very legitimate products and they will pad them with fees. They'll use phony companies in between. You have to be very careful. Give me some some little tips and tricks. If you're an investor out there and Brandon Reef from the Reef Law Group can just whisper in your ear just before you make that you sign that deal, what are some of the things they can look for? Yeah, great question. And it's one of the things I, I wish I was uh, asked more because I have so much institutional knowledge yeah. about scams and frauds from both sides of it. And so the first thing that one should do either themselves or if they're not computer savvy is there a great government sites out there to investigate individuals and companies? The first thing that I look at when I'm looking at to see if something is legitimate, if it's in California, I'll go to the California Department of Insurance, look to see if the person's licensed there. Another one that you can go to is either uh, sec.gov, the Securities and Exchange Commission website, or finra.org. F-I-N-R-A.org. They regulate the securities professionals, and they have uh, good, uh, competent uh, disclosures on people's history. Uh, if it's a company that I'm looking at, I'll go to the uh, California Secretary of State. they got a great tool to search for businesses. And you could search a business by whether it's a corporation or incorporated, whether it's an LLC, or if you're not sure, you could just plug in the company name, and look to see there. I like to know whether the company that's purporting to want to do business with me or my customer is licensed in the state. I think those are all required first step investigations by anybody, whether you're the consuming public or the financial real estate professional. Uh, in 2014, there was a government site, the Government Accountability Office, identified at least 38 companies that were offering these lump sum payments or advances in exchange for receiving some or part of your pension payment, in some cases for years, if not decades in advance. Uh, why did they do this study? The, the, the GAO, or Government Accountability Office, simply was concerned about companies taking advantage of retirees. Now, understand, they're not taking advantage of uh, a person who is a partner at one of the top uh, three accounting firms in the country who has access to every source of uh, math formula and the brightest minds from the top Ivy League schools. Who are they going after? They're going after a person who is a machinist. 
or a city or county worker, somebody who's disabled from the military. They're going after people that are seniors who may not be experts in the field of finance where they could just do the math. And that's, there's something inherently evil about that. It's one thing if you and I go to Las Vegas, we know when we, when we, when we roll the dice, if you're playing whatever game or you, you get your cards, you know there's a chance you can lose. In fact, it's probably a pretty good darn chance that you're not going to make your money back. You go there for, quote, the entertainment. We know we are engaging in an extremely risky behavior if we take our life savings or next month's mortgage payment. But when you invest with companies or when you save or, or put your, your money with folks that are supposed to, to protect you, they say the right things. Their literature looks amazing. It's maybe a financial professional you've dealt with in the past. Look, I can tell you, I probably get hit on once a week from some shady, maybe not completely illegal, but certainly shady companies that, eh, you know what, you're just too new for me. There's always somebody trying to hit a successful financial guy or gal. And they try to convince us. They do it with finances. Oh, we're going to give you this much money. Oh, we're going to pay you this. Look, it is tempting for a lot of good financial guys to go down this road. Sometimes they just purposely don't do the math. Sometimes they want to believe something. But I think you need to be careful. Uh, Brandon Reef from the Reef Law Group is here. Uh, give us a little bit of a background of what the, the steps or the process takes place. If I, if I think, you know what, maybe I was taken. I'm not sure of this. The person's not returning my calls. Uh, they're late on their email responses or they're just generic. And I'm starting to get that funny feeling. What, what do I do next? So the first thing that I like to tell people that muster the strength to accept the fact they may have been a victim is don't be in denial. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people, when they're defrauded, have closed their eyes to some obvious signs potentially of wrongdoing. And then when you finally realize that your financial professional is not calling you back or they're making up excuses why now they can't visit you or you visit them, I think denial starts to set in with a lot of people. And that's problematic because you start to, as the victims start to make excuses for why this person is being non-responsive or not timely communicating to you important information. So that's step one, is accept the fact that you may be a victim and you need to go protect yourself and your assets. That's important, guys, because there is a sense of pride we all feel. When I got scammed, look, my wife knew right away. She was a 24, 25-year-old woman, and she, she gets that gut feeling, right? You women, you call it women's intuition. She's never been wrong. She doesn't have an opinion about everybody. She doesn't go around. She's not one of those people. But when she gets a funny feeling about you and she says, you know what? I just don't like this person or this person is a great person to be in our lives. She's never been wrong. And even at that age, and I just refused to listen to her. And then I was the one making excuses for the guy that was, that ripped us off. And, and I was the one trying to explain it. And it, I remember it, you know, it was 30 years ago, 25 years ago, but but I remember it like it was yesterday because you feel yucky. You feel like, gosh, but I'm a smart guy. How did this happen to me? Uh, a couple came into my office, very wealthy, successful companies, an executive of, a, of one of the entertainment companies, uh, and she's a stay-at-home mom with their children. And they come in my office, and in the parking lot before walking into the office was the time she notified him that she had taken $25,000 of her family's money and invested it with or gave it away to one of these Nigerian-type scams. So he walks in and he's a bit fuming, right? He's a little bit upset. He's like, oh, this is... Uh, so I think she did it on purpose so that I would be the referee. Even smart people, they bait you. They give you a... Uh, give me a 5,000, I'll give you back 10,000. Oh, okay. And, you, and maybe the first couple of times it works. And then the last time it's the Canadian lottery and you have to prepay the taxes and it's $25,000 and surprise, you never see the money again. And that's what happened to her. So be very careful. Okay, tell me something else uh, that, that we can watch out for, Brandon, because this is important. We have about a minute left. Okay, so I think the second thing to do is if you feel like you were victimized, you got to get independent advice. Don't go to the person and confront them before you get all the facts and all the tools. You have to begin an independent inquiry. You know, it doesn't have to be calling the, you know, calling the National Guard per se, but you have to get some independent advice from someone that you trust that's not connected to the potential scam. 
that is the most important thing because if you go directly to the person that you think may have victimized you, you're going to get spun a whole new yarn yeah. to try to misdirect you and either make you think it's somebody else that is going on or perhaps it's some outside factors or perhaps you know you are misinformed as the potential victim and they'll start to put doubt in your mind, yeah. which then puts you back in that original spot. Am I a victim? It's the uh, don't believe your lying eyes, folks. Can't believe you're you don't 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 believe what you're seeing. Hey, I want to thank Brandon Reef. Thank you for coming on. Uh, an attorney of 18 years helping you protect yourself. Keep yourself from being scammed and, and defrauded, folks. And if you think you have been, if you're not sure, give Brandon a call, folks. 310-494-6500. It's the Reef, R-E-I-F, the Reef Law Group. Thanks for listening to the show this today. Uh, folks, listen, go out and make it a wonderful day. I'm Arif Hallaby at Total Financial Solutions, your host on AM870, The Answer. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now, Arif has a plan. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.